I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. My name is Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Hayden Garland is with us. He's off screen, but he's here. Um, it's football season. Week one is officially in the books after five days and five nights of college football. Uh, loved it. Super exciting weekend. Uh, like we, like we always do. We got upsets. We got exciting games. Uh, just uh, a ton of stuff to get into. But going to stick with A and M first. Uh, Chase, you and I were at the game, as is our tradition, uh, and got to see it all. Um, I guess, like, there's there's so much to talk about, but like, 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 I guess just off the top, what stood out the most to you? Um, just being back, you know, I being being I'm in back. the environment, um, the the excitement surrounding college football. I mean, I've I've literally done nothing else at home than watch football from the last time we recorded until now. So it's that, that excitement is, is there. Um, What stood out to me the most about college station, always the changes, (laughs) you know, it's ever changing. Every time I go there, I don't know where I am. I get lost somewhere. 2818 is like built way up from the last time I was there. Um, Yeah. It's a lot of changes as always, but um no, it was a, it was a great weekend. It was hot, it too hot to tailgate in my opinion. But it was um, hot, yeah. But it was a bright temperature for the Letterman's Lounge. I felt like you know just to go and sit inside in the nice AC and just enjoy our day. You know, absolutely. What was your highlight? Um, definitely. Uh, I think highlight, man. I don't know. Um. You know, I, I do love like the tradition that we have that we've kind of uh, started over the last three or four years of especially when AM has a, an evening game mm-hmm. uh, to kick off, which we typically do uh, love meeting up at Cooper's uh, barbecue yep. there in, uh, in College Station. Uh, proud. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can say proud, proud of, partner of ours. But. Yeah, yeah, partner of, of the podcast now. Um Thank all of you for coming to join us for our uh, game day luncheon. We'll be doing them more often. We'll make sure that we put it out ahead of time this time instead of just <laughs> once we're there. Um, yeah, I, I text one listener to show up, and he did. So a shout out, Sterling. Yeah, shout out. There we go. <laughs> but uh, it it really is like a a prime uh, game watching destination. I think. Sure. Um, it's it's great food. Uh, it's it opens right at eleven. So like when we got there, it wasn't even busy um we're able to get our drinks get our food uh had three tvs uh the three main games we wanted to watch were all uh all up there all going um just got to, to take it all in and just uh, enjoy college football saturday um Absolutely. i got some new gear from the warehouse and uh other places i, 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 don't, I don't mean to to put any other sponsors in here yeah. <laughs> i did get some new gear that i'm uh excited to wear but um yeah all a in cool all, new hat thank you for that yeah yeah so all good, and then maybe the biggest highlight was just the the overall performance of of this Aggie football team. Yeah, um, we talked about it last week. Uh, te- the The team under Fisher has tended to kind of stumble out of the gate a little bit, with the exception of his 
his very first year when we played a, a, a very, very weak opponent in Northwestern State. But the Vanderbilt game, the uh, Sam Houston game, um, even the Texas State game, we, it took him a while to really take off on that one. Uh, just and we, and we gave up like a ton of sacks in that one too. So um, everything, like the the word I keep coming back to, was just it, it, it all looks so crisp. Like mm-hmm. uh, especially on offense, but like defense too. Uh, I thought special teams, you know, outside of the block kick, uh, that all looked really well. I mean, it just seemed like this team had a different kind of mentality. And yeah, like New Mexico isn't the best opponent we're going to see all year. It's far from it. But to go out there and do what you're supposed to do, take care of business uh, and look confident and convincing doing it, um, I, I'm still kind of riding the high a little bit from what we saw. And it's uh, it's it's changed my attitude about this season. And uh, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to see the team play again. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I was my word was going to be fluidity. You know how fluid everything was, which right. is the same idea as crisp, right? Like it was, it was, it was clean the whole game. It was, it was just clean, and and so sure we had a block kick. Okay, that's that's fixable. That was kind of on a on trash time, anyways. But I, I think that's the biggest takeaway. I'm like you. It's changed my perspective of what I'm expecting. For this season, I, I definitely think we are the quality team that we know that we are. Um, and and normally you would hear me say in week one that it's week one, you know, that you're you can't judge how good a team is going to be by week one. And I still will stand by that. I, of course, I want to wait until we get further into the season before I really give my true predictions on what this team could be, what they could accomplish. Um, but the biggest thing is I watched just about every game out there this, this week. I mean, the way that they had everything from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it was solid games. I could watch them periodically throughout. And, and so I probably watched 15 or 20 games just (laughs) this weekend. Um, and, and like legitimately watching the game, not, not flipping the channels. And so, um, what what you really want to see from your team in week one, or at least what I wanted to see from us, was not to make all the mental errors and the the silly mistakes that hurt ourselves. And I, I'd say we didn't make any of them. I, I mean, it was a very nice, clean game to where we weren't offsides and we were, were not having false starts. And you're not seeing guys that are out of position all the time. And I think there was maybe as we came out of the second half, um, there was one or two two plays there where it seemed to be some confusion from the sideline and what we were running and all that. But outside of that, everything just just was nice and smooth the whole game and and quick. You know, it wasn't they weren't waiting till the last second to get the snap off. Um, a lot of just the just absolutely frustrating mistakes that we've had over the last two three years that really exacerbated last year. I didn't see any of them this, this week. And that was very exciting for me. Yeah. I think just to keep driving that point home a little bit is like, it's, 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 it's kind of expected to see your team make uh, some dumb mistakes here and there in a week one game. Like they've been practicing, you know, for four weeks, they've been going hard. Um, They're chomping at the bit to get to, to, to face, 
you know, like a, a different color jersey, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, the only real negative that I that I would say is, um, you know, there was like a penalty here or there. It was mostly just kind of bad luck, like the Shamar Stewart face mask. Like, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't think he was trying to grab the face mask. Yeah, he, like that's part of football. That's going to Yeah, just, it, it is what it is. Um, I think uh, there's like a little bit of chippiness here and there. I think maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Tyreek Chappelle got a flag for – uh, unsportsmanlike or something like that but all in all like like everything you just said like it it was it was fluid the offense uh flowed well the defense you know they got out of position and you know and gave up a touchdown once but aside from that they were pretty stifling against the run game for for new mexico um just all in all you you didn't see dumb mistakes we blocked the right people we threw to the right receivers we you know were accurate like like everything was just it was just really clean. And that's a very encouraging thing. Like uh, we talked about last week, like two things that you want to see. One was, you know, don't uh, give up a bunch of sacks and pressures to, you know, an inferior opponent. And like, mm-hmm. is the is the offensive line going to, you know, be able to pick up these, these twists and stunts that, that New Mexico is going to throw at them. And, uh, and they did, they passed with flying colors. Uh, I thought they played uh, outstanding and that may be, aside from Connor Wigman's play, the single most encouraging thing of the, of the whole day. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's kind of where I want to make the distinction of I'm not excited and, and hyped up because we won this game, you know? So it's not like week one, we came out, we, we ran the score up and because we scored so much, like now I'm excited about, about this year. No, no, no. I'm excited about the, the way that we played, you know, we were kind of talking stats before this and we had, we had more passing yards last year against Sam Houston than we did this year in, in, in our opening game. And it didn't feel like it did it. Whenever you watch that game, it didn't feel like it was a good game. It didn't feel like it was better. It felt like we finally aired the ball out and it felt like we finally passed the ball around to all these different receivers and yet on the stat line last year we had better receiving stats in our opener than we did this year so so i'm not specifically saying like oh well because we put up x amount of stats x amount of points we did x amount of things now we're going to be great this year and ignoring the fact that our opponent was new mexico i'm not i'm not doing that i'm instead saying look at how crisp we looked like how fluid we looked and and look at how put together it seems like the team is to where they can make some of these really good decisions and and they flow together really well that execution is important that's what killed us last year and and it was we had this problem with guys running the wrong routes and and us you know messing up and making mistakes and I have seen plenty of Aggie games and plenty of other games included where you might have blown the guy the team out, you might have won by 35 points, but it was sloppy and it was it really you had to make you had to make excuses for the bad play by saying, well, at least we won by 35 points. That's not what we have to do this week and and that's the excitement for me and giving me confidence going into this next week of what to expect because I've seen them do it. And, and there wasn't anything fluky about it. Like uh you see some of these blowouts and there's like you know, three or four turnovers like from the other team, or you mm-hmm. know, a, a a kick return, touchdown, punt return, pick six, scoop and score, something like that. Like uh, we we did force the one turnover, 
Uh, I think it was kind of around midfield. But aside from that, it was just our offense operating at a very high level and getting into the end zone. I mean, yeah. uh, you scored 52 points, you know, and they didn't do that at all last year <laughs> or getting right. close to it. They scored 30 against Sam. Yeah. And uh, like 30 isn't, you know, a low number, but against an opponent like Sam, we walked away not feeling very good at all about our, our prospects. Um, and we saw that bear out. But this season – much more much more put together and crisp and on it and we we all know the talent this team has that's never been an, an issue with this team it's can we can we execute can we can we can we play to our to our talent level and they did on saturday they absolutely did absolutely yeah my my big takeaway of course is is going to be the offense that that's got to be everybody's um and i Looking back at what I said last week, I, I was kind of trying to temper expectations for people who thought we were going to come out and just be an air raid offense all of a sudden and completely different offense from what we've seen in years past. And so that's where I came in. I'm like, hey, don't expect – I would expect more tempo. I'd, I'd expect us to, to, you know, pass the ball around a little bit more than maybe we have in the past, but don't expect it to look altogether different. I think in some ways I was kind of wrong. I, I, I think there was a lot of difference in our um, our offense this week than, than I was expecting, especially in game one. Like I really expected it to look more similar to what it has in the past, and it, it just didn't. Yeah. This, this doesn't need to be said, but I'm going to say it just to, 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 to clear the air after the summer and spring and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense is, is Petrino's. Um, it was it was apparent immediately when we took the field and started pushing tempo from the jump. Uh, like the very first play, like we we got it. Like there's a decent gain, got right to the ball, ran another play. I was like, "Damn, that was fast!" <laughs> like we haven't done yeah. that in a while. It's usually get to the ball, stand around, look to the sideline, stand around some more, and then run a play with two seconds on the clock. And they pushed the tempo really kind of all day. And um, and Connor was just so in control of what was going on and uh I'll, I'll talk more about him in a minute but it was just so impressive uh his his poise and, and the way he played um but uh, offensively i didn't expect that either <laughs> you know i think yeah i think me and you both kind of expected like a 49 52 type of showing like that would be considered good and yeah that's, that's what we got and we we liked that a lot um i thought they'd run the ball more but looking at the way i think what i like about the offense and what they did is they, they truly took what the defense gave them. Like Mm -hmm. when they got an eight man box or, you know, they knew New Mexico was going to blitz and leave us in, uh, in man coverage. They weren't bound and determined to run the football, you know, into a loaded box. They were like, Hey, our outstanding receivers are one-on-one with, you know, people that they are more talented than let's throw them the football. And they did that a lot and it worked extremely well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's where like, you know, I've made the analogy for Jimbo where it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. And, and that's because I, I just think Jimbo would come out with his, his game plan and we're going to run it come hill or high water. It doesn't matter what defense they line up in. This is our offense. We're going to run our offense. We're going to, yep. we're going to be ourselves and, and play ourselves and it's a nameless opponent, faceless opponent, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. We're going to play our game and 
we're not going to let them, you know, make us play off of our game. Well, that, that doesn't work whenever they don't like when you can sell out to the run and stop the run every time it doesn't work. Like throw the ball. That That's, that's an instance for that. And so for Jimbo not to have even put his glasses on a single time, was that was that a win. <laughs> like, like that is it, I never once saw him with glasses on. And, and that tells you right then and there, he's not having to, you know, sit there and just, Okay. What what play did we say that we were going to run as our thirty seventh play this this game? Uh, oh crap! That was our forty second. I accidentally ran that play too fast. Like, no, it was what what did we see on the field? Let's run that. And I'm probably like being too hard on Jimbo. I'm sure he he's a very good coach, very solid coach. So I'm sure there's a lot more into that goes into it than what we see from the TV, but it just seems so much more polished, so much more smooth. And it seemed like you're empowering guys out on the field. It seemed like the guys on the field knew what they were doing and how to get the ball where it needed to go, how to block for this guy if they needed to block for him, what to expect on on this, that, or the other. Um, you know, if the play breaks down here, if we notice guy rushing, let's let's flatten out on our, our – um, let's flatten out our route. That way we give, give Connor an out route. And, and you know, so that – there was a lot more of that that went on that wasn't dependent on them standing and staring at the sideline waiting on them to be told what they need to do. And that that was the biggest impact to me of what I'm seeing of, yeah, it's got to be Petrino's offense. Yeah, I, I, I think the point about the glasses is so brilliant because I didn't even think of that. And like, <laughs> like we all wanted to look and, you know, or, or see like, oh, like, is he holding a play sheet? Like, like, what is he like when the camera goes to him when we're on offense? Like, what's he going to be doing? And um, I, like I, I didn't see the glasses even on his person. Like yeah. he was just, you know, he had sunglasses cast, on. Like, yeah, like he's standing there, just hands on his hips, just watching the offense. You know, talking to Bobby on the headset, and um, uh, and not to read too much into it, but he looked happy out there. <laughs> like he looked like, yeah, he like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm able to be the general. I've got, I've got these great lieutenants. They can, you know, I help them game plan. They know what they're doing. They're perfectly capable of of executing. I'm up here just monitor, like managing the the flow of the game and things like that, and uh, I it, it so far in, in a one game sample it worked uh, very well. Yeah, so I I have been very critical of Jimbo and some of the things that he's done. I've been I was critical about the the hire of Petrino. Um, I'm not saying that I'm flipping the script and now that we're good now I'm going to pretend like I didn't say all those things. I said all those things, but you know, it was more of, I was more in a feeling of prove it, prove me that something is going to be different um, about this and that it's not just a, oh, we're firing our offensive coordinator and getting a new one so that we'll be good. I, I don't want to see that whole, you know, dog, dog and pony show, right? Like I want to see a true implemented change. And I think that's what we've seen. I think what, what you've got is you've got Jimbo who might have retained control for too long and and because he's so good at what he does i mean I, i'm not being critical of him there it's he's been good in the past and so if you're good at it you don't want to you don't want to let go of those reins if you can keep from it and let somebody else's offense dictate your career like i i get that there's bound to be a a, a possession to that where you're like i i don't want to i don't want to give up my control here but 
now that he finally made that jump, he said, okay, I'm going to try it. Now look at it. I mean, I, I think to your point, maybe he's happier on the sideline. Maybe he's he's got all the stress off of his shoulders of like, okay, hey, I should have done this a long time ago, but I, I waited too long to actually make that transition to a CEO type head coach. Right. No, um, it's it, it was it was great to see. I think I think it's going to work out well uh, this season and, and in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm just I'm so happy to see it because the the offense truly was just it seemed like it was just really clicking on on all cylinders um, and letting those guys do their thing. The receivers, God, those, those guys are just so talented and so confident in their own abilities. Um, but the main guy I want to talk about is uh, is Connor Wigman. Uh, as I fix my camera. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know why it keeps doing that, but we can switch it to the laptop. Um, Some stats on Connor. So to go back to Connor's junior year, um, so so, so, so Connor would do this thing that I I really liked. uh, And after each game in high school, he would post his highlights on his Twitter. So you wouldn't have to go like dig around huddle for him. They were just readily available you know, like uh, on a Twitter thread. So mm-hmm. um, after his first junior game, he he went off, like off, off. And I remember seeing that post, and I think I sent it to you. And I was like, hey, this this is our guy. Like we like at that point, we hadn't offered him yet. And we were kind of trying to fill out like, you know, do we want Cade Klubnik? I think maybe Ewers, uh, Quinn Ewers was still uh, in school. He hadn't gone to Ohio State yet. Um, and we were like, you know, looking at all our options. I'm like, man, this – this Wigman kid from from Cyprus, like he he's special, and mm-hmm. I, I tried to 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 keep my expectations kind of reined in because you never know how a quarterback is going to pan out because there's just so much mentally that goes into that side of the game. Sure, and uh, you, you see super talented kids that they don't pan out for whatever reason, and but every time we've seen Connor, like in his senior year, his opener was on ESPN and he scored like eight touchdowns and looked mm-hmm. incredible. And we we're like, man, this kid is is something else. <laughs> and then he gets here, you know, his first start for AM last season behind uh, you know, on a team that was not performing well, um, behind a, a battered O line. Uh, he goes out and you know, throws for like 330, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, even though we lose the game, you come away thinking, man, like, hey, that was really good if we can get this guy a little bit of help. And he was, you know, like his next two stars were kind of up and down. He didn't throw the ball a ton, but he looked really good against LSU. And we've heard things in the summer that would lead us to believe he would really, you know, be a game changer. And I know it's New Mexico and I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm taking that next step. I'm not going all the way in, but I'm sure I'm getting close to, <laughs> cause he's, he's, he's pretty dang good. But yeah. um, I talked about his, his poise and control of the offense. Um, everything was just so quick. Like, even when he got pressured, he knew where to go with the ball immediately. And the passes were accurate. They were on time. Uh, everything was quick. He wasn't waiting too long to to pull the trigger. Um, took deep shots. Uh, just like like just the whole he, – he tucked it and ran when, when that was there. Like, you know, like the, just the whole – like everything you would want from a quarterback, like he put it on display in this game. Uh, his QBR is currently number one in the country, even after like you had teams like Oklahoma and Oregon scoring like 80 points and just blowing teams out. Um, his QBR of 97.2 is the highest in the country. Um, he wasn't throwing a bunch of dump off passes either. Like he, his, 
average depth of target is the highest in the country at over 14. Like mm-hmm. he's taking deep shots and completing them. And like, I think his play is a reason to be very optimistic about this team, but the play of the receivers, maybe even just as much because those guys had a, an, an outstanding day on Saturday. Well, and that's, that's the point to me, right? You're talking about a bunch of underclassmen and whether freshmen or sophomore and they all played like seasoned veterans. I mean, they all played way above what they should be at this this level generally. And I think I think that's kind of where my outlook would be. Well, we 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 kind of took our stripes last year. Like like we we had the problems that come with a young team last year. We still have a young team this year, but they're veterans because they've been playing for, for a year and a half, you know, or a year. But so, so I think, I think that's what jumps out to me on some of these, these guys is how, how just polished they look as freshmen and, and red shirt or sophomore, you know, whatever they are. And, and Connor, Connor just, even it, okay, let's, let's, let's take the argument from somebody of, well, look at the opponent. Okay. Uh, Well, let's look at the opponent and then let's look at how Max Johnson did whenever they came out, you know, what did, what did that look like? Well, he, he struggled in a lot of the same ways that we've, we've struggled in the past. And Max is a great quarterback. Like we, he's proven, we know what his skill set is, but yet Connor looked way better than he did you know, and, and so not saying that to, to put down Max, it's just more of to say, I think Connor's really come of his own. Like, I, I think he is ready to take that helm. And, and honestly, I would, I would say if you thought that this was a quarterback competition coming into this year, yesterday ought to have proved that it was not like it, he, he is the quarterback. He knows what he's doing. It's his offense. He's running it. These guys trust him. And, and we're, we're not starting with a well next next game if he you know has two three and outs are we going to put in max like that's that's not what we're dealing with this year that's what we dealt with last year that's what we dealt with the year before i mean so so it's just not the case anymore will will Sorry, i think I, you're I, muted here i was on mute my bad uh my, my computer was dinging so I, I muted it for a second um uh, but yeah, so I, I think Aggie fans have been looking for our guy since Johnny, and you know we've we've had some some decent players come like some good players come through. You know, I thought Kellen played well at times. Uh, Trevor Knight had a good year here, but we've been looking for that the one to to truly take the reins and be like the next you know uh, great one, uh, honestly. And um, it I like, once you get it, like once you get that, like when, like when you had Johnny on the team you felt good going into every game we played. You're like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to have a shot to win, you know, pretty much no matter what, because we have this amazing quarterback. I'm not saying that Wigman is Johnny, but against pretty much every team we face, I think A&M may have the advantage at quarterback. And, you know, still remains to be seen, but as it stands today, uh, there's some good quarterbacks on our schedule. I wouldn't trade the one we have for any of them. Right. You know, if, if Bryce Young was on the schedule – Maybe a different story. Maybe not. I don't know. 
Um, but it just it it, it changes the, the the dynamic of of your team when you have a truly plus player at quarterback, uh, and this team certainly does. Um, I don't want to go too long uh, on on this because we got some other stuff to come up. But mm-hmm. um, the the second biggest storyline here was the play of the offensive line, in my opinion. Um, you guys know I'm, I'm a big old line guy. It's been our uh, Achilles heel since 2020. Um, you know, the last two seasons and, uh, I've, I've been more optimistic, you know, this off season. And I thought we might see some better play, uh, due to just more experience and, and guys being healthy. Um, but not even from a physical standpoint, which they did very well. Like they, 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 they really blocked, they, they blocked incredibly well when they got their hands on guys, but, um, just the communication, like we, we didn't talk enough on, on last week's show about how, exotic this new mexico defense is like every play is a twist or a stunt or a blitz and like just all kinds of things to confuse an offensive line and in years past it would have confused our offensive line and we would have missed guys or you know uh let guys run free and things like that but these guys handled that just so so well and that's it's so encouraging to see that in the first game because yes we physically outmatched our opponent but to do it from a mental standpoint and execute the blocks properly communicate well which is so key on the o-line um that gives me just a ton of hope uh, i can't wait to see these guys play a pretty good miami defensive line uh that that's going to be a good a good barometer for where they're at but uh, as it stands today i'm i'm very encouraged about that group yeah and i, I mean i'll kind of put a bow on it by by saying you know from from what you've said of the offensive line i thought we had really good play there uh, and piggybacking also on what you said about not to say that Connor is Johnny, but to say, you know, look at how confident you were when the ball's in his hands, right? That's how I I feel. I, that's how I have wanted to feel about our offense for three years now. Um, I, I've just felt like we have the pieces, we have all these threats, and then we're not doing anything with it. And so maybe one game is a small sample size, and I'll give that, right? But I just have so much more confidence coming off of this game on, you know, how is our O-line going to mesh? I think they're going to mesh well. How is our, our quarterback going to gonna run the offense? I think he's going to do it well. And then how are our receivers and, and running backs going to then use that to perform at a high level? And they showed on Saturday that they can do it. And, and so then whenever you start looking at threats, you know, what – Okay, let's let's say that Evan Stewart's a big threat. We we need to maybe double him up, or we need to to be on the lookout for him. Just as soon as we start doing that, now we got Noah Thomas over here, and so okay, well now we got to work them both equally. Let's let's watch both of them. Well, now we got a nice Smith over here that we're gonna dump the ball off to, or Ruben Owens, or Le'Veon Moss, and and oh Moose Muhammad, you know Amari Daniels, all these guys whose names have been out there that they should be producing at high levels. They haven't been in, in years past or not necessarily them, but guys to their caliber that we've had on the team at, at receiver or whatever. Maybe we're not passing the ball to them. Maybe we're not really spreading it out enough. And so I felt, I felt like I finally saw the offense on Saturday that I've been waiting to see since Jimbo got here. That's the way that I felt. And, yeah. and maybe I've seen it a time or two, right? Like, LSU seven overtime, we saw a great offense. When we beat Alabama, we saw a great offense. We've we've seen it in spurts here and there. Maybe this was one of them. 
But what we haven't seen is we haven't seen it against a team that we're playing down to. We've only seen it against teams that we're playing up to like Alabama or LSU. And so that's where I told you this last week, if that's what I would count as a win coming out of this week is if it looked like we played a really good high caliber offense, even though we're playing New Mexico. Uh, and I think we did. So, so coming out of this week in terms of offense, man, I am over the moon and I do kind of feel the way that I felt back in 2012 and 2013 of, well, it doesn't matter because our offense can bail us out. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Our offense, like we got plenty of time they can bail us out. And so going into all of these teams that we're playing, I'm watching their defense and I'm like, Oh yeah, they're going to have a really <laughs> hard time blocking, you know, stopping us. And I haven't felt like that since Jimbo's been here. So yeah. to finally feel that way, it's exciting. All these other teams that we did win against in years past, it's like, well, the defense can they can they can keep us in the game. You know, if they yeah. can keep us in the game, then maybe we might maybe we get a defensive touchdown and then okay, we're back in it. You know, um, but didn't really have that confidence. But now that I have that confidence in the offense and the defense. This is this is making me excited about what's to come, right? Exactly, and and to 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 touch on the defense real quick before we get into uh, some matchups against Miami, um, you know, like the of uh, the things that we wanted to see, like confidence on offense and 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 good protection, was 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 like the, the like probably the top one. Right behind it was we wanted to see these these high caliber kids that we've recruited on the defensive line really show it. And mm -hmm. I thought they did. Um, you yeah. saw, uh, you saw Walter Nolan make plays. Uh, Shamar Turner was making plays. Uh, McKinley Jackson was doing McKinley Jackson things. Uh, and like, e even though they didn't fill up the stat sheet, like guys like Fidel Diggs, uh, Shamar Stewart, they just, they like that, that, that quarterback for New Mexico was just catching the ball and throwing it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. th there wasn't really much you could do to get pressure on him. And we didn't really blitz at all. So like, it was just like, Hey, like our front four are going to go in there and, and do their thing. And, uh, and, and they got some pressure here and there and, and I thought they performed well, but um, you know, outside of a, a, a long run here or there, like especially the touchdown run where they uh, think we, we got out of position. Um, the defensive line really, dominated the line of scrimmage and uh you know the, the run defense was our was our you know our achilles heel last year it was it was mm -hmm. you know in, in the bottom of the country and uh they stepped up they allowed you know under three yards of carry and uh just lived in the backfield all day so um that's what i wanted to see it's what we saw mm -hmm. I, I i cannot wait to watch this unit go up against better teams and just 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 go off you know <laughs> Yeah, I me mean, neither. I, I think that, like, defense is, is one of those places where, like, there's always room for improvement. And if there's not, then you must have an ultra-elite defense, right? Or you're unless you're allowed zero yards. Yeah, unless you <laughs> – but even at that point, you could get negative yards, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement there. So, looking at the defense, I was very pleased with it, right? I, I was very pleased with how how the um, how they all looked guys were throwing weight around like they they i don't oh, yeah. i don't know i don't know that i can remember a game in recent memory where it just felt like every hit was just guys just knocking guys out right um but 
So uh, you could see that excitement for them to play, but there was areas that I wish we could have tightened up here and there. Um, and, and I think we will, as we go on, I'm with you. I'm excited to see that unit go up against better and better offenses um, to really test out how good are they really? Because I do think they're, they're a very good unit. And I, I think, I think we'll see them improve as the year goes on as they're going against better and better talent. And so if we can maintain a similar level of how they played this past week as they're improving and also going against improving offenses, right? I I think you could see them maintain that and and be a really tough defense to go against. Yeah, and, and that's the way it should be with with the uh the the uh, like all the all the all the recruiting efforts that have been put in on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. um, like the, the the talent level is is certainly there. The depth is there on the defensive line. Um, I thought Edron Cooper had a really nice game. Uh, yeah. He's he showed flashes uh, throughout his career and had some really good good moments. Uh, but he was kind of all over the field on Saturday. Three tackles for loss. Um, just really uh, was was shutting down that inside run game and uh, and, and playing very well. Um, how about Josh DeBerry? Oh, we, say DeBerry had a fantastic game. We haven't talked to him about him very much at all. You know, kind of under the radar, uh, transfer guy from Boston College. Uh, gets the start at corner opposite Tyreek Chappelle and just, just has a day. You know, 10 tackles, a sack, of an interception. Just, uh, it, I, I thought he played fantastic. Yeah, he he, he had a great game, and, and I hope that we see more and more of that from him. Um, in terms of the safeties, it was it was pretty quiet just because you know most of what they did was just these quick little these quick little passes and you know that, I mean that's why DeBerry had ten tackles because they just kept mm-hmm. throwing these little these short passes. But um, I thought I thought Gilbert did some nice things. Um, Bryce Anderson was in there a little bit, but um, you know I think overall offense and defense the. And I know we hate saying this, but I think it was it was very very true. And I think both game plans were were were, were vanilla. I think that they truly were um, mm-hmm. on offense. The, the the tempo and the formation stuff was 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 new, um, but like some of the plays and things like that, it was just really really simple plays that we just had. You know, they decided to man coverage Noah Thompson, Evan Stewart, and we took advantage of that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, on defense, it was like, "Hey, we're just gonna let our talent kind of shine through," and and it's kind of the way that it went. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I, I think you'll see a less vanilla team this week against Miami. I, I'm, oh yeah, I'm really excited about this game. I, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about this game um, until now, and I'm thrilled. It's it's gonna be a great game, and Miami looked. They looked pretty good on offense. Like I, I watched their game versus Miami, I, I thought they looked pretty good on offense. They weren't as crisp as we were, um, and and so they'll they'll have to get some of that fixed before they go against our our defense. But um, when it comes to when it comes to their offense against our defense, I love I love that matchup. And when it comes to our offense that we saw last week versus their defense, I also love that matchup. So um, I think we're in for a, for a fun game. Yeah, and like, I, I guess I've got a question for you, and I, I, I really don't have an answer for myself because it's—I feel like it's been a long time. But um, I'm looking forward to the game this Saturday so much that I don't really remember when I had this level of anticipation. Like, 
like obviously like I've been excited for every opener just because it's the first game we'll get to see the team but uh just like since last game ended and I knew that we have a chance to prove ourselves on a national stage I've just been looking forward to this game just so much and I don't know when I've had that feeling last like it feels like 2012. I was gonna say the last time I had this feeling was 2020 um yeah you know during during that season but but I always I always tempered that expectation because I would always say if we do good this year, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, that was the COVID year. <laughs> and they're always going to write us off. And then now, you know, look at what everybody, oh, well, yeah, but that was the COVID year. Y'all didn't even get 10 wins. Yeah, because we played 10 games, you know, like that, that's but nine, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it just, that, that, was, uh, that was the last time I've felt like I do. I, I'd agree with you outside of the openers, you know, cause every yeah. opener like last year's opener, I was super, super excited. Um, but that excitement fizzled so quickly last year and it, yeah. and it fizzled pretty quickly the year before as well. And so I, I really haven't had that level of excitement, uh, probably since 2020, but before that, probably since Jimbo's first game, you know, and, yeah. and being excited about what was to come. And so, um, I'm the same way. I'm I'm with you to where I I cannot wait till next Saturday. Like it, it just it just counting down the minutes, you know. Yeah, and like it's it's a weird feeling because I I'm very confident in in this team, but I'm a little nervous because we have like we've only seen one game and it was against a, a lesser opponent. Yeah, and we're like, hey, like is this is this fool's gold? Is it legit? Like, are we going to go out there and you know and, and play play with an attitude and, and impose our will on on a good team? Uh, I, I tend to think so. Um, I, I wish it was at Kyle Field. Not that Miami is a very, you know, daunting environment at all. Um, I think a lot of Aggies are going to be there. Uh, are, 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 are y'all actually going to the game? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. So, yeah, I think we see a lot of maroon in that stadium, but um, just my anticipation level is just off the charts right now. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is because like I listen to a lot of national shows and follow a lot of national guys around college football and not a single person has watched our game from last week. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's astounding how little like, like there's a couple guys like Cole Kublik and a few sec guys have, have watched us and made comments, but um, there's just like, like nobody watched what Connor Whitman did the other night and, and what the receivers did. And um, this weekend, you know, you're two thirty ABC, like, you're going to have like all the eyeballs before, you know, Bama and Texas come on. Um, this is your chance to go out there and set the tone for the season and really get this, this hype train rolling. But yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's where, you know, like we're, we were saying, I feel going into this game, like I did back in 2013, you know, going into Bama 2013, I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're going to, we're going to roll them. It's going to be <laughs> great. That was probably the last time I felt the way that we're talking about where, you know, it was, we had Johnny, you know, and, and he's going to do it. And, and so I would, I would say to any Aggies that are listening that, that might think, um, you know, might, might even poke fun at, at me for saying what I'm about to say. I don't really care if don't, don't let other people talk you out of being excited about this team. Like it, it's just because, Oh, it's new Mexico just because, Oh, it's, it's this, it's that whatever. I personally am going all in on what I saw on Saturday so if if we come out flat against Miami, if it was fool's gold on Saturday, I'm okay with that because I'm just going to be sad. You know, it's going to be a, a hard fall from grace there. But 
I believe wholeheartedly in what I saw on Saturday, and it's it's given me so much confidence going into this season that outside of any kind of terrible injury or anything like that, knock on wood, hopefully nothing like that happens, I really expect that we're going to have a, a fantastic year this year based on what I saw. And so this Miami game, I'm, I'm with you, Will. This, this is our opportunity to go out and show everybody else that, hey, we're the real deal this year. And, um, and with that chip on our shoulder kind of mentality of we came off a of five and seven year and y'all are just going to ignore us. Well, we're not going to let you. And, and it can ramp up to where once we get to the Arkansas and Alabama games, now we're, we're what everybody's talking about, you know, and that, yeah. that's where um, we really need to utilize this game. And I think we will. I mean, I, if you would have asked me, Two weeks ago, I would have said, ah, that's going to be a close one. That's a game that we could very easily lose. And I'm not saying that we can't lose it. But now I'm more confident in thinking that, hey, we may we may come out of that by, you know, 14, maybe 17 points ahead, you know. And, yeah. and I, could, I could see us winning that game without it ever really being in question. I, I wouldn't have said that a week ago. <laughs> and I think that is like, if you go out there, like say we get the ball first and Connor just, you know, uh, like, like if the offense just like just zooms down the field in like three minutes, gets a, gets a touchdown. And I think at that point with a fast start and if things are looking like they did this past week, just from a, a confidence level and execution standpoint, that's what I'm going to be like, okay, it's on, we're about to, to take it to these guys. Yeah. Uh, and from a, like I, I I did watch that Miami and Miami game. <laughs> uh, I guess Miami Ohio. Um, I, on offense, they they just don't like. Like I, I think they're good. I think I, I I like Van Dyke. I think he's a really accurate passer. Um, I think the O line is is like is 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 very big from a size standpoint, and they're they're pretty they're pretty solid in in, in blocking. Um, but they're just not very threatening. Like I, I, I look mm-hmm. at, you know, uh, like they had 16 points at the half against Miami, Ohio. And, you know, maybe that's a decent Miami, Ohio team, but their, their front seven was, was, was small, was very small in comparison to what the hurricanes had. And, uh, you know, they got down there and they, they stalled out a few times had to get field goals. Um, the, the receivers are, are, are fine. I think there, there's some good players, but, it's just not what we have come to to fear from like uh, an Alabama or an LSU, like when they're really clicking. Um, but it's going to be a test. Like we need our defense to, you know, go out there and dominate the way they should, um, you know, and not get you know out schemed or outplayed. Um, and then from a uh, an offensive standpoint, I think their their defensive line is 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 pretty good. I think it's you know a, a typical you know, SEC defensive line, like you'd see it, you know, Mississippi state or Arkansas or somewhere. Um, they got some good players. Uh, I don't know if you, if you, if you remember this name, Chase, but uh, uh, Cam Kitchens, uh, mm-hmm. safety from Miami. Um, he's really taken off uh, on that Hurricanes defense. I've seen a few mocks with uh, him going in the first round, just a, a exceptional player at safety for, for them. Uh, I wish we, that we had gotten him, but you know, uh, we, we can't get every Miami player. We can only get a handful. So, right. um, but, uh, you know, I think overall, you know, it's going to be a test. Like this defensive line is a lot better than New Mexico's. And if we go out there and, 
and and put a, a good showing on on both sides, but especially on the on the offense and offensive line, uh, and block these guys and and score a lot of points. I'm going to be saying, you know, this team can challenge for the SEC West, and uh, I I was. I think we've all thought it this offseason just with the talent and the changes, but seeing it on the field against a, a pretty good opponent in Miami, um, that's going to take our our excitement and our expectation level to, to the next level, I think. Well, I agree because the last couple of years have made it to where it doesn't matter what, what's on paper, we're still the same team, and we're yeah. not, not as good, and we haven't made these improvements, and, and it just – no matter how good it looks on paper, nothing changes whenever it comes time for, for the game. So I think that's where our excitement comes from as Aggies is the excitement of the, we finally executed these differences. You know, these these differences that we've seen on paper, these differences that we've seen with a new coach coming on and new play caller and all that, we actually see it. And, you know, you mentioned in there like, they might not have receivers to the to the caliber of Alabama or LSU. Well, how about to the caliber of Texas A&M, right? Like that that's where we have the ability this year to we might be that school that everybody's talking about with our I mean, look at our wide receivers. Look who we have. Look at how well they played last week. I mean, you know, we didn't even really talk about Jade Walker before before last week and look at how great of a game he had. You know, yeah. and and of course, I mean, it's kind of like kind of like when you have that many threats with Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, Nia Smith, and I mean that that just spreads well for everybody uh, because there's only so much that they can do, and so um, that's where the the most important thing about this game is that it is our proving ground. If we can go out, I, I think all Aggies are are cautiously optimistic about what they saw last week was so exciting. Will that continue or was it a fluke? Was it just that we were playing New Mexico? I am in the camp that I do not think it was a fluke. I do not think it was because it was a lesser opponent. I think we've finally put the pieces together and we're going to see a big jump, right, in terms of productivity and everything. But it's not because of you know, that we've made these huge changes from last year to this year. It's that last year we didn't play up to what we should have. And this year we finally are. And so that, that, that gap that, that exists there, I think we absolutely can play up to it. And that's where this week is that proving ground. There will be, I mean, you look at the slate of teams to play this week, there's really not many um, that are even fun to watch. So I expect that there will be a lot of eyes on us. And, and Miami's got a lot of momentum, uh, you know, after what happened with Clemson and, and Duke, you know, the ACC is wide open. There's a lot of talk about Florida state. There's going to be a lot of eyes on Miami because if Miami does well, they could be a contender for the ACC this year. And so you're talking about two teams that might could contend for their conferences. If we can go out and play as fluid as we did last week, we can go out and we can run this game and it never be in question the whole time. And we come out of Miami with a big time win, not an ugly win, but a big time win under our belt. Then I think it's time to jump on the bandwagon because this is our year. Let's go. I'm fired. I, I, I was already fired up. I'm even more fired up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, I, I truly can't wait to, to, to watch it. And uh, I can't wait to, to, to break it all down next week on here. But yeah, um, some big, big games around college football this past weekend. Um, I think we have to start real quick with uh, with Colorado. I mean, yeah. that's that may be the story of the weekend uh, amongst a few other big ones that we're going to get to. But um, this team was one in eleven last year, and Deion Sanders comes in. He brings in sixty new players. Well, I was going to say I don't know if and, you can really say that this team was one in eleven because they none weren't. Of yeah, this team weren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, oh, like they've got great skill guys, but what about the trenches? What about the depth? Uh, didn't matter. At least in this game, it didn't matter. Like they just had a bunch of really fast, really athletic guys and a good quarterback and a great offensive system. Um, they take down the uh, reigning runner ups. Um, side note, and I, this is probably going to cause a, uh, a tangent here, but um I'm a little embarrassed like for TCU, they uh, unveiled a banner that said like made the college football playoff, <laughs> which I think it's fine. But you know, if that was us, I, 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 I don't want us putting, Hey, we made the playoff and not want it. Like we would absolutely do that though. No, no, come on. <laughs> if we went to the playoff last year and we hadn't won a championship since 1939, for TCO is what 1938. So we hadn't won a championship in 85 years and we finally make the top four. I mean, we still try to defend our 2020 season and we didn't even make the playoff that year, but we should have, you know what I mean? So I think you're right, uh, <laughs> but I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree yeah. with you. It's stupid, but I mean, when you have nothing to recruit off of, you got to kind of go off of that. Right. So, Ross Bjork, if you're listening, do not do this. <laughs> But hey, at least he listens to the people. We could tweet at him and say yeah. tell him not to do that if that ever happens, and he would fix it. So he is a man of the people. Um, we, we didn't talk about the intro at all. I don't know if you have any. Oh yeah, I forgot to. There. I like it. I think it'll catch on. I think everybody needs to to listen to it. I I don't know that it'll ever be to the level that power was. Um, I I'm interested to hear it once everybody starts chanting it to see if it has that same effect but i i don't think i i think it's like it's like oh hey 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 oh i i don't know if that like a a a i don't i see what they're going for with it where it's like yeah. hey 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 and then they come running out what i wish that they would have left was that like it's time you yeah. know they, they took all that part of it out and so i, I think it would have been better had they left that in um, yeah. to to make more of an impact but yeah watching it on twitter like it's like oh anim's new run out it it doesn't do a whole lot for it you. didn't hit the old one the old one used to but <laughs> yeah. like it was cool in person but watching it on twitter it's kind of like okay this looks like a high school stadium like running out of the helmet you know <laughs> like it, yeah. it doesn't look like anything special yeah i, I think it, I, it's probably like a seven out of ten like it's yeah. not like I didn't want us to embarrass ourselves, which we were so prone to do. It's like putting up a banner of going to the playoff. Right. Um, so like, I'm glad we didn't do that. Like it, it was, it wasn't like the worst thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. Um, but you know, to, to get back to Colorado, we, we talked about Travis Hunter, you know, is he going to play both ways? Is he going to play in certain packages? No, he, he played both ways for the entire game. He played 152 snaps 
I don't know what the record is. I need to go look that up on PFF, but um, he, <laughs> that's just in, like, and, and he played out of his mind. Like he wasn't just on the field. Like he was making plays. He had yeah. like 11 catches and you know, touchdowns, interceptions, and just, just out of this world. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's sustainable. I feel like it's not. Um, but if he, if it is, and he can, and he keeps doing that, um, he could be the first defensive player to win it since uh, 98 or whatever that was when, uh, when Woodson won it. Um, but yeah, like, like definitely the offense will help him, you know, playing offense and, yeah. you know, he, he definitely has the, the name recognition and the, and the visibility for sure. So keep an eye on, you know, if at this current rate uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, he, he can't, he can't keep doing this. Can he? Like it, it just, it, it boggles my mind that, that, that you could do this for 12 games. He might can for one season. Uh, he might can for two seasons, uh, but really to me, that would hurt his draft stock. Um, that, that would hurt his longevity. I mean, there's only so much it it's double the risk of injury. It's double the risk of, of, you know, him making dumb mistakes cause he's wore out. Um, so I, to me, you know, it's like I said last week of that's like every high school kid wants to get a double major. Cause it thinks that they, it makes them stand out from the crowd. Right. Um, to me, it is, um, he needs better people around him to coach him as to why that's not a good idea. But that's, that's my personal opinion. Not going to say, I mean, he could prove me wrong. Sure. But I, yeah. I just think that I think it's dangerous for the kid, and and that he, sometimes the coach you got to be the one to save save a player from themselves, um, and I think that's what Dion ought to do. I don't think he's going to because it's Dion, and he likes to be flashy, and it's flashy for him to have a player. But the question would be, is it more? Does it benefit Travis Hunter more or Dion more for him to play both? Because yeah. I think it, I think it benefits Dion more for people to be talking about how Travis Hunter's doing that on his team. Because if Travis Hunter gets hurt, uh, who cares? Dion's still there, you know. And that's that's kind of my perspective on it. But that's just me. Some people would disagree, I'm sure. Um, but let's let, Colorado looked good. I, I I threw out there that that it could be nepotism, you know. But I, I think ultimately. What what Dion did prove is that you could build a team quickly and and yeah. through the transfer portal and just in today's age in college football. So if that's the case, if if there's all this hype on a one and eleven Colorado coming in and they come out and beat TCU, who by the way made the playoff after going five and seven the year prior, then I think we're in a new era of college football. So is it is it stupid for me to be optimistic about my five and seven team last year going 10 and two this year? I don't think so. I think it, what it proved is that a lot can change in a hurry in college football today. And, and so yeah. that's exciting. Um, in terms of Dion, like uh, I think he's doing a great job of being the, the CEO of Colorado football Inc. Um, but in terms of the execution, like on offense, uh, they went and pulled a sitting head coach from Kent State to be their OC, which was a, a terrific move. He's a very good offensive mind, and uh, that was on display. I mean, Shadur Sanders had 500 yards passing. 
Like, I don't know how many touchdowns they had, but they just lit it up offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shadour, like, I didn't know much about him. Like, I think we, we, we talked about that a little bit. We didn't really know what to expect. But uh, just from that game, and not just from his, his numbers, but, like, the way he played, his poise and his, uh, and his arm talent, um, like, the NFL scouts were like, hey, this guy's really intriguing. Like, we need to, you know, like, obviously, they're keeping an eye on him. Like, who wouldn't? But uh, he, he, may, he may have, like, next-level ability as a quarterback. But um, yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's what they want, but it, it, it's, it's what's going to happen. And, and uh, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, I think Colorado's must-watch television this year. Like, it's like a, it's like a soap opera, you know? Like, yeah, there's a storyline. And that's what, that's what I've always said. It's a good storyline. Yeah. And and it's one that I'm sure we'll continue to talk about too. Uh, my favorite storyline of the weekend was was um, Duke and and how well um, uh, Coach Elko has has done for them. Their defense looked incredible yesterday. I mean, absolutely incredible. Uh, hats off to them. Their offense struggled a little bit here and there. They kind of squeaked by. They really beat Clemson because Clemson beat themselves, I will say. Clemson just could not get out of their own way. They looked horrible. And and that goes completely in the face of everything we've talked about, how we looked this year. They looked terrible. Every mistake you could make, they made. And so um, Duke ended up edging, edging that one out, beating Clemson on a, on a big, big game, which was awesome. But Duke's defense – looked incredible and and it just made me really miss mike elko not that our defense is bad but how much better could it be if we still had him you know right um, but that was a great game to watch no I, I, yeah i i loved it i love elko um if it ever works out and in and, and he's ever back here in any capacity uh well I'd, I'd be thrilled to have him back you know yeah um if you know in an ideal scenario, Jimbo coaches for the next 10 years, wins five championships, and then we bring in Elko to follow that up. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 it's not realistic, but I can dream. I, I, I thought <laughs> yeah. Elko did great. You know, like everyone was kind of down on Duke. Oh, like, oh, they won nine games. Like that was, you know, that was pretty lucky. They won't do that again. Um, people thought there were people talking about, about Clemson just destroying them, like yeah. 42 to three, like just – just, well, to be fair, they have they have uh, Riley as their offensive coordinator. Like it, it right? I kind of thought that they would too, but and it, and it's still like the comments people made about their offense was what they'd been saying about our offense. And thankfully, mm-hmm. ours didn't look like that anymore. Theirs still does. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's a Dabo problem, if it's a you know like a, a, whose fault it is, but you know, I think ultimately it is on the head man. But um, you know, people people talk about hot seat with Dabo. He's won two championships at Clemson. Like, this isn't Alabama or Ohio State. Uh, you like he's not getting run out of town this year. Like, you can let that go um, unless mm-hmm. they they want to pay a, a huge buyout. Um, but uh, you know, Clemson had a great run. They had two generational quarterbacks. They had some great D linemen and receivers. But you know, things had kind of been trending this way for for a little while, or like you know, at least the last couple of years. Um, I don't know what the record's going to be. Like they may be seven and five, eight and four, yeah. which is pretty crazy to talk about because they were so consistent for so long. But uh, it seems like the empire is crumbling a little bit. I absolutely believe it is. Um, and it, you know, on the that makes it to where okay, who who's 
who's going to win the ACC this year? And that's where Florida State comes in, right? Like they they beat LSU um, in a in a great game. Uh, yeah, I was critical last week. I was I was wrong on them. I, I said that I really kind of thought that LSU might blow them out of the water. I wasn't bought in on Florida State. I kind of am now. Uh, I'm still tempered my expectations on that because when you have two really good teams play week one, like, you know, maybe Texas, Notre Dame, right? It, well, are they both going to be good at the end of the year or are they both like mid-level teams at the end of right. the year? And they just, we just thought that they were both really good teams. So I, I'm not saying I hadn't bought in on Florida State. I, I think they looked great against LSU. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, right now that they're the favorite in the ACC. But if you're Duke, or you're Miami, or you're you know some North of these Carolina. other teams, North Carolina, and you're coming off of some of these wins, and you see Florida State do what they did, but then you see Clemson go down. Now, like, I think this is going to be a great, fun year to watch the ACC, especially because last year there was a lot of parity in this ACC. So, like, I, oh, yeah. I think they're, I think. I think it's just going to be a really fun year to watch that that conference in general. Honestly, like when you look around, uh, this this whole league, the, the like the, like all 133 teams, like not like I shouldn't say that, but like it, it's wide open. Is what I'm trying to say. It's the most sure. wide open we've seen in in a, in a long time. In a long like, time, sure. Like Georgia, yes, they're the favorite. You know, they should be. They're extremely talented, um, but when you there's just not that you know lay down like oh my god nobody can beat them or like you know right like ohio state's got problems uh alabama's got problems um usc has it, problems florida state has problems they all have problems yeah yeah um and you know like like before i watched lsu get beat in that fashion um i like before that i thought the west was already pretty open now i think it's wide open like obviously yeah. like bama looked very good uh, we'll see what they do against Texas. I think they'll they'll look good against them and and maybe win convincingly. But they're I, I'm still hesitant to, to truly buy back in on Bama uh, until I until I see more. Like I need more information. But um, there's there's no one out there where I'm like, oh my god, we can't like like that team's just going to win the whole thing. You know, it's it's too early for that. But um, I do want to give a couple a couple thoughts on LSU. Um, the hype just got off the rails this summer uh they thought they were going to win the championship like this is the best team you know in the country and they're so good and jane daniels is going to be awesome and their receivers are great um well uh jane daniels is the same guy he was last year he didn't improve at all like they said he would um he didn't complete a pass longer than 12 yards in the air and you know i think he's a he's a really good college quarterback he's Difficult to defend. He's very dynamic as a runner. Uh, can get the ball out to their great receivers and make plays, but he's not going to threaten you down the field. He's just not. And um, I think you know they took Harold Perkins from doing this from being a, the best edge rusher in, in football and put him at middle linebacker, and he didn't yeah. rush the quarterback at all. <laughs> like it's just it's it's mind boggling. Um, their secondary looks bad. Um, I don't want to just sit here and crap on LSU, even though I, I don't like LSU at all. Um, they're still very talented. They could bounce back, you know, in a heartbeat. They just uh, look like a Brian Kelly team to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so. I'm sure he's, he had some, some choice words for them after the game. <laughs> yeah. But, 
I mean, I remember I remember an opener between Florida State and Notre Dame two years ago where Notre Dame squeaked by on a last-minute field goal that they shouldn't have even had the opportunity to make. So, I, I mean, it, it's – I am I think – I'm with you. I, I don't – I'm not sold on, on LSU. Let me ask you this. How are you going to feel if Texas beats Bama this week? And let's say that – let's say we have a really good showing at Miami – Right. And now we're going into this year feeling like we feel about our team and both Bama and LSU already have a loss. So if if Texas beats Bama and it's not fluky, like if Bama just if it turns out Milro just isn't good and their secondary is not good and, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, from what I've seen from Texas, I'm going to feel really good uh, because then I think the West will truly be open or maybe even ours for the taking. Right. Um, and I know that's, it's kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, but you know, even if Bama wins, um, I, it's going to come down to that game in college station, uh, yeah. against Alabama. Um, and we still have to go out and, and, and take care of business. Like we've got, we've got Miami, we've got two other sec games before then, but I feel like every year we talk about, Hey, B five and O going into the Bama game, especially in 2021, right? Cause the game was at home. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, five and O going into that game, you know, win it. Uh, you can make the playoff. Well, we actually did beat Bama that year. We lost four other games, so it didn't work out. But um, this year it's, it's as close in talent as I've ever seen it, you know? And um, yeah, I, I just feel really good about it. You know, I, I yeah. do want to see, I, I, there's part of me that's scared that Bama just may be a killing machine this year. Um, so I need to see them against a team like Texas, who's, you know, a, a pretty good quality. And if, if Bama like crushes them, uh, I'll be pretty worried about, about playing that game. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Bama. I don't want Bama to win by, by too much and look too good, you know? Yeah. Um, well, outside of that, I mean, there's not really very many matchups this, this week that I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, there's Notre Dame, NC State. I'm really only interested in that because I want to see how Bryce Anderson plays or Bryce uh, Armstrong. I always do that. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Armstrong because he's my fantasy quarterback. Um, you got Ole Miss Tulane, an old school SEC matchup. I really That's- wish that wasn't at the same time as our game because I really yeah. want to watch that one. I mean, that's really – outside of Texas, Alabama, that's the only one that I would probably – well, those two. And then SMU-OU is kind of interesting to me. I, I'd be curious to see yeah. what, what that matchup would be like. But outside of that, I mean, it's not just a whole lot on college football this week, which uh, I'm excited about because I'll be in Miami, so I won't yeah, miss anything, yeah. you know. Hey, at the G5 level here in the state of Texas, uh, Texas State against UTSA, a little – Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, syntex rivalry there um shout out to montana and the texas state bobcats and their win over baylor this weekend Their first power five win ever (laughs) um i do love that head coach there i I, actually i love both head coaches in this in this game texas state and utsa um i I love that college football in the state of texas has gotten pretty good even at at the lower levels yeah Um, well you say that (laughs) yeah TCU, Texas Tech, and Baylor all lost in in horrible yeah. fashion this week. So Tech was kind of like a media darling. Like uh, they had some big wins last year. They they stopped Ole Miss in the bowl game and brought a bunch of guys back. And then they go play in Wyoming and lose. Uh, 
first of all, you shouldn't be playing at Wyoming ever if you're a Power 5 team. Um, that's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> it's a good way to get a loss <laughs> that you shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was kind of shocked by the by those three teams specifically all losing uh, yeah. from the Big 12 and the state of Texas. But outside of that, um, yeah, the, all the other teams are doing well. <laughs> yeah. If, if they, <laughs> some of us are one and no. Some of us, uh, not so much. Oh, and one. Some of us. Um, Hayden has a question about thoughts on an undefeated Rutgers. Uh, so I don't have thoughts on that, but in terms of their opponent, I do have thoughts on an 0-12 Northwestern <laughs> because I think that might happen. <laughs> uh, Rutgers, not, you know, not good at all or like not, you know, not very good. They kind of just beat the crap out of Northwestern the other day, was not competitive. Um, I'm sure Northwestern plays uh, like a small school FCS program somewhere in the schedule. But uh, if not, you know, 0-12 could be a thing. Pain, pain everywhere. Well, uh, anything else coming up this week you want to mention before we get out of here? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I do know that, uh, so I'm pumped about this weekend. Um, but looking ahead four of this season, uh, is absolutely loaded with games. Uh, we're, we're going to wait for it. We're going to wait till it gets here to talk about it, but just, uh, if you're bored, pull up your phone, go to ESPN, and look at week four of college football, and it's just banger after banger. Um, can't, I, I'm just so glad the season's here, and uh, it feels good to have a team that's uh, competent. And, uh, you know, I don't have to watch all the other games to drown out my thoughts on, on my own team. So <laughs> it, it feels good, at least for now. Hopefully that, that doesn't change by next week. But that's right. um, no, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we're, we're, we're definitely excited over here. Uh, uh, we're, we're pumped to see this team on the field again and, and see what they can do. And um, yeah, we'll uh, be back with you next week to break it all down. He is Hayden Garland. He is Chase Caldwell. I'm Will Stone. This is the Eligibles. Thanks so much.